They're not good enough to start. They're not even good enough to play. But they do talk a good game. So come join Lou and Jose from the sidelines where all the best sports discussions happen anyway. Welcome in to the Bench Warmers Podcast. Welcome into the program, everyone. I am Lou Ruggieri. That is Jose Ortiz. And this is Bench Warmers Podcast. Wherever, whenever, and however you have been listening, we appreciate you taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. We are going to try to make it worth your while. This is season two, what are we, episode uh, 46. Well, it's not 96 total. Yeah. I think it's season two, episode, what, 46, I believe? Yep. If it makes sense. Yep, 96 overall, so we're closing in on that century mark. I don't know what we're going to do when we get there, but it is exciting to get over that next hump. So go back and listen to all of our previous shows if you'd like. Everywhere and anywhere you get your podcasts, we're on iHeartRadio, we're on Google play or on uh itunes i mean you can you know where to find podcasts by now i, I kind of don't like when people say that so i'm going to try to stop saying it quite as much because everyone knows where to get podcasts we are there uh our show this week is going to be a lot of fun it might not be the longest show in history but it's going to be uh quality over quantity so coming up very shortly and i'm almost kind of in a rush to get to this our uh the you know march madness is over and so our our brackets are not, however. We decided because we don't really like college basketball that much, and we don't really want to bring you some disingenuous information because we don't really know that much about college basketball because, honestly, no one knows that much about college basketball unless it's the first you know two weeks of March Madness when everyone's filling out the brackets. And even then, I think it's a lot of fluff. But we like the bracket analogy. We like the bracket setup. So we decided to do the king of the candy store. We solicited some votes from you and we are down to the sweet 16 which seems sort of apropos and we're gonna make some decisions uh we have to go through these jose's gonna go get a vote i get a vote then we have the audience vote as a tiebreaker so that is coming up and i could not be more excited i don't get too excited or at least doesn't sound that way but trust me i am but before that we have some breaking not breaking news but just some current news in the nfl and you know we're a little bit late this week for various reasons a lot of kind of outside life stuff in the way. So hopefully you're still with us. But uh, this is a little late to the table. But Jose, I was shocked when you when this when this showed up. Bobby Wagner signed a five year, $50 million deal with the Rams. And I, it's funny because I was actually going to text you and I hadn't seen that you had texted me like several hours before that. And I was <laughs> but I didn't even read the text. I started typing Bobby and I look up and your tech you had already said Bobby Wagner 550 Rams like four hours before me. I was so mad. <laughs> yeah. This, I mean, this is, I mean, the Ram, I have to, I have to give credit to the Rams. Like anybody that's not a Rams fan has to just be losing their minds because the Rams are just doing everything they can to try to win. And they just signed probably, I mean, Bobby Wagner's kind of up there in age, but I mean, he's, what is he, a 10 time pro bowler? I think he's an eight time all pro. I, it's it's incredible. You know, this guy's on the market and the Rams just having lost Von Miller replaced him with someone who's arguably even better. So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm impressed and I'm kind of jealous in a way because I'm not a Rams fan. And I'm a little jealous, too, because like, I don't want to hear this, that you can't pay players and win a Super Bowl. Right. The Rams paid uh, Aaron Donald. They paid Jalen Ramsey. They've paid Cooper Cup. They paid Robert Woods. They paid. Uh, now they've paid Bobby Wagner. They just re-signed uh, Matthew Stafford, and yet they're a, a contending team. And you know what I like? That they haven't said to uh, 
Aaron Donald, hey, you know, we want to win more championships. Why don't, why don't you take less money and make my job easier so that way I can help, I can build a, a team? They've gone out. They've put the onus on their own on their own front uh, front office to make smart deals, to go trade for Von Miller, to go trade for Sony Michelle last year, to make smart draft picks and put yourself in position to win. And I, I just like what the front office is doing. I like how they have taken control of this roster and continue to put them in position to win by getting a guy like Bobby Wagner signed to a five-year, $50 million deal when he was just deemed expendable by the Seahawks not too long ago. Yeah, it's a great pickup. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing else you can even say to it. It's, it's unbelievable. I'm very impressed. Yep. Uh, other other news, the Chiefs signed safety Justin Reed to a three-year $31.5 million contract, which essentially ends the Tyron Matthew uh, era, which has lasted for the last three years. And the Honey Badger now kind of uh, homeless, so to speak, I think. But he's a great safety. I think someone is going to – you know, there's a few teams that come to mind that should pick him up pretty quickly. And so, I, I mean, Justin Reed is I, – I mean, I guess he's good. I mean, it seems like – they should have been okay with Tyron Matthew, but maybe this is a better deal from a contract standpoint. Well, yeah, Tyron, it, it's you know, it's the team management thing, kind of what we just talked about. Tyron Matthew is going to wants more than fourteen million a year. Obviously, three year, thirty one point five million is less than fourteen million per year. So uh, they they had to move on. Although Tyron Matthew did say in his like, I mean, it's kind of funny to say after the fact that he would have accepted the deal had the, the Chiefs offered him that. So perhaps it's true, perhaps it's not something you say afterwards. Um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of teams in the AFC and NFC. If you're trying to, I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you see the Rams kind of swoop in and yeah. come go, and go sign Tyron Matthew. Uh, it, it, it's a shame. Uh, the Chiefs seem to be getting worse. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know how else to say it. Like, you lose Tyreek Hill because you don't want to pay him. You lose Tyron Matthew. Because you don't want to pay him. I know you were championing the deal that uh, Patrick Mahomes signed last year as being really team friendly. Obviously not, because they just can't. They they, they keep losing the guys that kind of got them where they are. So, I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, well, Terry Kill wanted. I mean, he wanted top, very top, top dollar, and they just. I mean, they they offered him more, but the the Dolphins just could offer. Were able to offer him even more because. Tua is on a rookie deal, so they have more money to spend. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, but the Chiefs are Chiefs are not not. It's I mean, I, they're still the Chiefs, but it's it looks a little questionable moving forward. Absolutely. Uh, the team that the Chiefs beat in the AFC Championship last year just re-signed their star wide receiver Stephon Diggs. The Bills uh, signed Diggs to an extension, four years, ninety-six million dollars with. A $21.5 million signing bonus and $70 million guaranteed. Good for Stefan Diggs. That's awesome. He actually had kind of a, I mean, he had that unbelievable year two years ago. He had 127 catches for 1,500 yards on uh, 2020. And last year, I mean, it's a down year comparatively, but he still had a pretty <laughs> yeah. good year. It was 103 receptions, 1,200 yards, and 10 touchdowns. But, you know, I mean, good for him. I think that's a, that's a good connection with Josh Allen so I can see why they did it and you know they have to stay competitive so you gotta gotta keep your your top dogs happy yeah and I think it's a situation where we know it's the NFL the salary cap is only going to go up so right. the way the deal looks right now come in your salary cap is going to look different in 2024 
uh, when the salary cap is $30 million higher than it is right now, or whatever the number is going to be. I like when guys get paid and stay with their team. So I think this is a great move for the Bills. It kind of keeps you where you are. You still have Gabriel Davis uh, on, a, on a rookie deal. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they spend a, a, a day one or day two draft pick on another offensive weapon uh, to, to kind of keep keep the momentum going. Uh, so, yeah, a little good deal. Uh, another wide receiver that's apparently looking for an extension, and this should be near and dear to your heart, is your boy Debo Samuel. He apparently has removed all 49ers references from his social media, which apparently, I guess this is a new thing because Kyle Murray kind of made this a little famous uh, last, you know, a few months ago that where it's kind of like a passive aggressive way to wedge and shoehorn and leverage yourself into a new deal. So that seems to be the trend. Um, uh, personally, I mean, Debo is, I think Debo Samuel could have been, you know, in the contention for MVP last year. I mean, I don't think he would have won because it seems like it's mostly just a quarterbacking award, but I mean, mm. he was up there and, you know, I think he got kind of a slow start, but I've been championing him as the most underrated wide receiver in the league for quite a while now. And I think that he is starting to nudge the 49ers to make sure that they don't think that as well. Yeah. I, you know, this is tough for me because on one hand, I want everyone on the 49ers to play for $5 a year, right? We, we just get the most ridiculous team because we can pay everyone $10 or whatever, right? But yeah. the reality is, as I've said multiple times, your job as an athlete, when you get into the NFL, you have this rare one time in maybe multiple generations opportunity. You've got to make, you've got to make maximum dollars. And he's going to be 26 years old, going to be making... million dollars per year which sounds like a lot to you and i but when you look at it you know Cortland sutton's getting paid more than them adam thielen robbie anderson Corey davis curtis samuel uh michael gallup nelson algalar tyler board will fuller Devontae parker all players tim patrick zay jones my goodness all players making more next season than uh than debo samuel so I kind of hope that they just give him some money and 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 because he's clearly our best player on offense. You're paying Jimmy Garoppolo 20-something million dollars. I can't expect Debo Samuel to sit there and be happy going into the final year of his rookie deal where he basically had a top five wide receiver season last year and is getting paid like a bottom five wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, he's and he's a dual threat. I mean, as as much as anybody we've ever seen. I mean, he's a, he's a runner. He's a receiver. I mean, he can do it all. He's even thrown a couple touchdowns. So it's uh, I'm pay the man. Give him what he wants. Ray Ray McLeod makes more than he does. I just want to throw that out there. Wow. Cleveland Browns, huh? No, yeah. Or no, well, is he, uh, no, he's Steelers. That was on the 49ers, actually. He got signed to the 49ers, funny enough. He was on the Steelers, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah he was on the Steelers, and now he's on the 49ers. So. And speaking of 49ers, the last bit of news we have uh, is that ex-49er, well, ex-a lot of teams, ex-49er, ex-Colt, ex-Jet, ex-Bill, ex-Dolphin, uh, Frank Gore has announced his retirement after, what, 16 seasons? And he retires as, what, the third highest uh, rusher overall, like you mentioned uh, before we got started. It's Emmett Smith at 18,355 yards. Walter Payton at 16,726 yards. Frank Gore at 16,000 yards on the nose. That's awesome. I wonder if that's why he just decided. He's like, 16,000 even, I'm out. So I guess, I mean, the big big question is when this kind of story starts kind of flourishing is, 
is Frank Gore going to be a Hall of Famer? Because, you know, he's only been, I mean, he's been a Pro Bowler five times in his career, and he's not really, you know, his his yards, he had a couple really good yard uh, yardage years early on. 2006, he ran for 1,695 yards. Then he's got a bunch of, uh, you know, 1,000, 1,100, 1,200 yards, and then kind of just some middling stats in there just because of injury and things like that. So I think he's had both knees replaced too, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, so Frank, I mean, uh, personally, I think Frank Gore should be a Hall of Famer. I don't think he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but at that position to be able to have that, I mean, other than Emmett Smith, I mean, we've never really seen any, I mean, Adrian Peterson, I guess, is kind of mm-hmm. encroaching on that a little bit. But aside from Emmett, I mean, we've never seen anybody be able to handle and have that kind of durability over that kind of timetable at, at that position. I, you know, I think the only knock really against Frank Gore is that he never really had, with the exception of the one year in 2006, never really had like upper echelon running back stats, right? He was always kind of like a, a, you know, a good running back, but not a great running back, but he was a good running back for a really, really long time. And I think that is worth a lot. I I basically agree with you. I I don't see him getting into the first ballot Hall of Famer, but there's no way you can have someone number three all time in rushing yards and not be in the Hall of Fame. It just doesn't make any sense. So he's definitely into me. Yeah, I think so. And so that's all of the news for now. So we're going to take a quick break because I want to get to our King of the Candy Store Sweet 16 brackets because it's just going to be too much fun not to. So let's uh, take a break. We'll come back. We're going to regroup and it's going to be time for the Sweet 16 of our King of the Candy Store brackets. So stick around. We'll be right back. This is the Benchwarmers podcast. Thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers Podcast. Follow along with us on the Benchwarmers Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Benchwarmers Podcast, where being all talk is actually a good thing. Now, back to the action. Or talk, I guess. Welcome back to the program, everyone. Already in progress, I'm Lou Ruggieri, that's Jose Ortiz. You're listening to the Benchwarmers Podcast. We appreciate you taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. We are moving right along. Uh, we talked a little breaking football news this last week. Uh, Bobby Wagner is signed a monster deal. Uh, Tyron Matthew let go. Uh, the Debo Samuel looking for an extension, presumably, by passive-aggressively removing all of his 49ers references from social media. Stefan Diggs with a massive extension. And Frank Gore retired. We both think that he should and will be a Hall of Famer. But now it's time for uh, the Benchwarmers bracket of the year, I guess we could call it. I don't know. We might do this more often, honestly, because this, <laughs> this, this is my favorite thing we do all year. And I'm starting to think that maybe we should do it more often because it sucks to wait 12 months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the, essentially for new listeners, uh, last year, we, you know, when we started the show, we got, we got started doing kind of various sports and we both kind of sat down and, and Jose and I are pretty honest with ourselves as far as what we can bring. Cause we don't, we don't want to waste your time. So, you know, we're not going to talk about things that we don't feel like we can enlighten you or bring something new to the table because there's a lot of options out there. There's a lot of nonsense and there's a lot of kind of, tired narratives and things like that. People just echo, there's a big echo chamber in the sports broadcasting field. So we try to bring things that are a little different um, without being ridiculous. So college basketball, we don't really care, honestly. It's you're rooting for laundry and coaches at this point. And now Mike Krzyzewski is retired. So it's one less guy that we are even going to know. So we decided that 
while we didn't really care for college basketball because we didn't feel like taking the time out to kind of do all the research for one and dones and things like that, what we did like was, you know, the, the March Madness. The thing that everybody gets into is everyone fills out a bracket because it's awesome. You know, it's fun. You get to just kind of pick and make your own decisions and see who wins and Cinderella stories and all that. It's just great drama. So uh, last year we took the, the bracket template and we applied it to uh, breakfast cereals. And it was a smashing hit. It was a lot of fun. I think Cinnamon Toast Crunch was our winner. So this year we decided to change it up a little bit and keep the same brackets. We took the top 32 of what we decided on, which happens to be the king of the candy store. So we have 32, we started with 32 different candies, types of candies. And last week, uh, Jose and I kind of went through the first round because it's a lot of blow. It was a lot of blowouts, a lot of easy victories. So we didn't really think we needed to waste your time kind of soliciting votes. However, now it down to the Sweet 16, which again is just incredibly apropos for the King of the Candy Store. Uh, we solicited your votes as a tiebreaker because honestly, you know, we don't always agree. So we need a third, a third tiebreaker. And we got your votes. We appreciate all the feedback. We're going to need it more going forward because these matches are only get harder and harder. So uh, without further ado, I'll go ahead and list our Sweet 16 matchups. Okay. Should we do it that way? Just I'll, these are the Sweet 16 matchups that all we have solicited votes from. Yeah, I was I was just gonna kind of reiterate okay, how right. they got to this level. So, yeah, good thinking. Um, yes, so we have Snickers. Snickers defeated Mounds to move on. Uh, Nestle's Crunch beat Butterfinger to move on. Baby Ruth lost to Kit Kat. Uh, Twix beat Three Musketeers. Then we had uh, Hershey's Kisses beating Whoppers. Uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups beating Milky Way. Reese's Pieces beating Milk Duds and M&M's beating just plain old Hershey. On the other side of the conference, we had Twizzlers beating Airheads, Mike and Ike's beating Sour Patch Kids, Starburst beating something called Fruities, uh, Swedish Fish beating Laffy Taffy, Skittles beating Now and Later, Werther's Original, which is crazy, but a great matchup. They beat Mentos, Sugar Daddies beating the god-awful Terrible Nerds, and Jolly Ranchers eking out Lifesavers in sort of the hard candy genre so that's those are all the the teams that move forward the candies that move forward so now if you want to kind of go through each of the matchups i'll give you my vote you can have your vote and then i'd like to hear the audience what the audience had to say because you were very diligent about that because i was dealing with some personal stuff this week yeah and that's why we're a team here you know there's no uh there's no i in team right we're just we're just working together to get the job done and we're going to go ahead and start with the number one overall seed, as <laughs> determined by me, uh, <laughs> Snickers uh, versus Crunch. As you said, Crunch beat Butterfinger. And honestly, this was a taste test that I had at home with uh, my wife and my son. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and say Snickers won uh, by a lot. Uh, yeah. my, my son was into I mean, you know, I don't want to sleep on Crunch. Crunch bar is a really good uh, candy. It's a bad matchup. Yeah, it's just a really bad, bad matchup. matchup. Snickers is just great. They have nougat. They have caramel. They have nuts. Like, what? How can you beat that? How can you beat that? Yeah, Snickers so, gets my my vote pretty easily. I mean, I, I love Nestle's Crunch, but it's just it's just a bad poll, bad draw. Yeah, and Snickers got ninety three percent of the vote uh, from <laughs> from the fans. It, you right, know, so we're all in agreement. Right? Yeah, Snickers. Snickers Apparently, is the winner. One seed was well was well set. <laughs> just destruct complete destruction. Um, Moving on to our other candy bar region uh, matchup in the Sweet 16. We have Kit Kat against Twix. This one, 
I was a little bit closer. Uh, I'll, I, I'll, you know, I'll let you go ahead. Been, this honestly could have been a final four matchup in my mind. Honestly, this is this is tough. This was tough for me. I really, I had to go and do some research. If you know what I'm saying, <laughs> uh, I, I ended up going with Kit Kat for my vote just because it's just, it just was easier to eat. That's all I can say. It just was. It was. I was done with it a lot faster than I was done with Twix, which may or may not have something to do with the caramel and Twix, but it is what it is. Dude, I'm a huge Twix fan, so yeah. I, I, this was an easy decision. I mean, Kit Kat is great, and I love the little wafer uh, thing, and then it's nice that you can, you know, get. The, I love their jingle, "Give me a break." Like it's a great marketing. <laughs> if, we're, if we're comparing marketing, Kit yeah. Kat wins by a lot, in my opinion. Right. But candy uh twix was the winner for me um pretty easily there but uh as our we had 75 percent of the vote come in for twix uh so twix is the winner in that yep 75 percent. yeah there were a few kit kat votes but for the most part twix is diamond listen you've got the cookie crunch you've got caramel you get you get two of them you know you get the twix you get with a kit kat you get was that five of them or whatever? Yeah. It's just very delicious. Twix are amazing. That's crazy. I, I'm shocked. I mean, I would have, I would have fought you tooth and nail on that one. See, this is why we have a listener vote. Okay. Yeah, we so would have been going back and forth for like an hour on this. Yeah. One, yeah. So be it. It is what it is. I'm outvoted. Nothing I can do. So, moving on to the, I wouldn't call this the miscellaneous chocolate uh, region because there's just so many good chocolates that it's hard to break it you know how to narrow it down so a couple of them just kind of got stuck in this bracket we have hershey kisses against reese's peanut butter cups where do you stand here uh i'm going i mean this this is pretty easy for me reese's peanut butter cups all day i mean that's that to me is uh, chocolate peanut butter might be the single greatest combination of flavors ever created so it's it's a no-brainer yeah it was a no-brainer for me reese's as well and I was actually surprised to learn how many people actually dislike Hershey Kisses completely. And right. I was like, well, how could you dislike them? They're pretty good. But there were a lot of people who were just like, I'm just not into Hershey Kisses at all. Huh. It was 83% uh, of the vote went with Reese's uh, Peanut Butter Cups. And so, and honestly, a lot of people have commented that they believe Reese's Peanut Butter Cups will win the entire championship. So, I mean, uh, I kind would, of a dark horse coming yeah. through. Because we not surprise me. I, I mean, I had Reese's peanut butter cups. I, I actually had Hershey Kisses as our as a number two seed in this region, and and M and M's as a number one seed. Hershey Kisses were, I mean, Reese's peanut butter cups, just to me were. I just had them as a four seed, and as I realized, I was like, they probably should have been a two seed in this region. I mean, they might have been, it might have been injuries, you know. It's just yeah. a bad schedule. I mean, these these <laughs> things happen. No, it's just Hershey yeah. Kisses had a had a you know cupcake schedule, so it, it's <laughs> seeding is is kind of. Uh, it doesn't matter. Hershey Kisses like the Gonzaga. Of, just, yeah, just uh, get in the tournament. You know? <laughs> just get in. That's all. Yep. Yeah, but Reese's uh, with a dominant blowout victory to reach the Elite Eight. Yeah. Um, Which again, so, it's just the, the marketing rights itself. Yep. Yep. And then the one that I thought was going to be the closest battle here, uh, but it did not turn out that way, Reese's, peanut, uh, Reese's Pieces versus M&M's. So it's just uh, I, the same shape, it's just whether you want chocolate or peanut butter. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I, my vote is I, I like Reese's Pieces better. I think one of the things, the deciding factors here was that 
we went with Eminem's original, right? The just just the original, right? Eminem yep. has all these different ones, and maybe if we could use all the different ones, Eminem's would have been the winner. But to me, if I'm putting original Eminem's against Reese's Pieces, I go Reese's Pieces all day, every day. Yeah, I agree. If, if it was peanut M&M's, I would be voting for peanut M&M's. But regular M&M's, not so much. Give me Reese's Pieces. Okay, so we have Reese's Pieces. And just uh, for the record, 93% of the vote with Reese's Pieces. Damn. Uh, it was a dominant victory. I will say that it's very interesting because the Elite Eight is not going to have Reese's Peanut Butter Cups against Reese's Pieces. Yeah, Reese's so on that's, Reese's. That's, yeah, that's, 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 what are the odds? Yeah. All right. Moving on to the soft fruit chew uh, region. Mm -hmm. We had Twizzlers versus Mike and Ike. Where do you stand on this one? Twizzlers are number two overall seed. I mean, with these, I, I like Twizzlers because they're they're not super sweet. You know, if you're grading on a curve, obviously. But honestly, okay. my, my, Mike and Ike's for a long time were <laughs> they were part of my go to like post-workout because you know, I just needed sugar after like a hard workout and Mike and Ike's always just seemed to hit the spot for whatever it's not I'm not advocating that as diet advice by the way it was just something when I was younger that I just it happened to be easily accessible because there was like a store right next to the gym and I used to grab some and a protein shake but I'm I'm going Mike and Ike's here I, I that's really the only reason is just because I just always like them and Twizzlers I'm kind of like Twizzlers has a higher floor, I feel like, but a lower ceiling. So I'm going, I'm going to higher, high ceiling. Give me Mike and Ike's. Just so you know, I have a, a very close relation to both Twizzlers and Mike and Ike's. Like anytime my wife buys me candy for something, like whether it's Valentine's Day, we have a thing where we buy each other candy for Christmas sure. as well. She always buys me Twizzlers and Mike and Ike because <laughs> I'm a huge fan of both of them. And it, I kick myself for you know, putting them in a second round bat, like in a sweet 16 battle yeah. where I felt like maybe it could have happened in the lead eight. But to me, Twizzlers is king here. I, I'm a huge, I can eat a bag of Twizzlers so easily. I can eat a box of Mike and Ike's too. It's really, really close. Yeah. I don't want to say it's easy, but I, I like Twizzlers just a little bit better than Mike and Ike's. And right. that's really just what it boils down to. It comes down to the listener vote then. And it comes down to listener vote. And Twizzlers was a dominant victory, yeah. uh, 92%. Right. went with Twizzlers. It seemed like there were a lot of one-sided candy victories here, which was really surprising to me. But I, I wonder if maybe marketing has something to do with it or, or you know, Twizzlers maybe being out longer as, it, like you know, maybe older people having more familiarity with Twizzlers. You know, maybe you don't eat as much candy as you get older. I don't know. But I was a little surprised that Twizzlers won such a one-sided battle. Yeah, I'm I mean, like I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised. I know a lot of people do like Twizzlers, but I, I, I can accept it. I think you're right on the high end, though, right? Like Mike and Ike's, there is something like Twizzlers are very like like they're good. I love them. But I do think that Mike and Ike have an extra pop, a burst of flavor yeah. that maybe in the right situation can give it a little bit more upside than the Twizzlers. Yeah. I mean, I'm, it is what it is. So, yep, yep. Just want to throw it out there. All right. So, next up, we have Starburst versus Swedish Fish. This, this is a grudge match. This, this is crazy. I think these two are so evenly matched. Yeah. Um, and this is tough because, uh, like, Starburst, you get so many in the pack. And I think that that's really got to be included in, in your consideration here. Because yeah. you make it a dollar investment on Swedish Fish or dollar investment on Starburst, you might get more bang for your buck with Starburst. But I digressed. 
Uh, yeah. So, well, I mean, what's your vote? You can go first. Yeah, I, this was tough. Uh, I went with Swedish Fish, and it really just boiled down to a recent experience I had with Swedish Fish, where just I I ate them, and they were just the softest, most flavorful. I, like I had never had them so good before. Yeah. And I realized with Starburst, I'm really just hunting for the pink Starburst, right? Like, I like the other ones, but I'm really, at the end of the day, I'm hunting for the pink Starburst, maybe the red Starburst. Red, and all, red the other sure. ones are, all the other ones are kind of like, they're okay, you're happy, but you're not really thrilled that you get those. So, to me, Swedish Fish are more consistent, top to bottom, and I just went with Swedish Fish for my pick. Yeah, I, I'm going Swedish Fish, uh, and it's not, it's not particularly close, honestly, because it's just... Like you said, I mean, if especially if the bag is fresh, it's I, it's hard to beat. There's almost nothing that beats it. And the Starbursts, yeah. uh, you know, the uh, unwrapping them is kind of annoying and kind of mm -hmm. plays into it a little bit. So, yeah, I think it's Swedish Fish all day. Just to, I mean, it doesn't matter, but just to throw out the, this was actually the closest uh, fan vote, honestly. Yeah. It was 55% went with Swedish Fish. It was basically two votes separating. Wow. So it was it was really very, very close. Uh yeah, but uh, lines were drawn, and Swedish Fish ended up yeah. getting. Moves on. So, right. Yep. Moving on. Now we get in the hard candy region. Skittles, our top seed in hard candy region, against Werther's Original. Seem a little <laughs> bit overmatched. Over a little the lopsided. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and honestly, I, I admitted that in the, it was like in the, when I was doing the vote, like maybe Werther's Original has a shot. Uh, but. Well, what is it kind of feels like the St. Peter's of this yeah. crack. You know, it's just kind of like, what what are you doing here, man? Like, how did you even get, how did you, how'd you get a win? And, uh, you know, so good for them. Where there's original is, uh, you know, maybe if, if this was a show that was catered to retirement homes and grandmothers <laughs> and grandfathers, where there's originals would be dominating right now because Skittles would be sticking to dentures. I don't particularly love Skittles, to be honest, because they kind of hurt my jaw trying to chew them after a while. But I definitely prefer them over where there's original. Yeah, and Skittles are overrated to me. To me, like yeah. Skittles are okay, but they're overrated. The whole taste the rainbow thing, like they're okay. But Werther's yeah. Werther's are just not as good as Skittles, and it's it's that simple. The butterscotch is great, but I can't eat a bag of Werther's. I can eat a bag of Skittles, and Easily. that to me is the the deciding factor. Uh, Werther's lost out on the fan vote uh, with uh, Skittles taking eighty three eighty three percent of the vote. So I'm surprised it was even that much. I yeah. thought it would be yeah. like 98%. <laughs> no, there's a couple people who like Werther's. I, I think I think overall the sentiment that we have about Skittles being a little overrated is is shared by the public. I just don't think that Werther's is Werther's are not strong enough to overtake them uh at this point. So Skittles right. it is. And our final match up and also in the hard candy region, Sugar Daddy versus Jolly Ranchers. I mean, this this category is funny. This 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 bracket, because I don't really like either of these very much, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, Jolly Ranchers are kind of like, all right, you know, if it's there, maybe, and I need a little pick me up. Sugar Daddies, if it's if I'm in a movie theater, I can I can go get down with them, and but otherwise, they're not really something I would actively seek out at a candy store. But comparatively, I think my vote is going to go with Sugar Daddies, just just because it's I, I prefer the softer. To the harder candies anyway so yeah give, give me sugar daddies i guess out of these two so i i kind of share some of your sentiment and, and i just we wanted to get some hard candies in 
and it, you right. know just to kind of represent all the different types of candy as, sure. as many as we could and so uh that's why we have this hard candy region here but uh i'm i'm a jolly ranchers guy uh, i i like the okay. the fruit flavor it, it's just I, I there was a time in high school where i was a big in, really big into jolly ranchers and i would have them probably weekly sugar daddies are are, are good i don't want to i don't want to hate on sugar daddies they're good it just just like more of an old school candy, something I got when I was like five or yeah. something like that, and not something that is more modern. I don't even know where I can't remember the last time I saw Sugar Daddy anywhere. So I'm gonna go with Jolly Ranchers here, and the fan vote went 80% Jolly Ranchers. Uh, what? Over over Sugar Daddy. What? Yep. 80%. 80%. Damn. Sugar Daddy just didn't get a lot of. There were a lot of people who hadn't had a sugar daddy in a very long time. That's one yeah. thing I noticed. Yeah. They, they, I, I they, actually don't know if they're still I mean, I guess they're still around. I feel like I've seen them recently, but I mean, I know about five years ago and I I I or maybe that maybe even longer than I took my sister's house had to be longer than that, ten years ago, took my sister's trick-or-treating and we got a huge king-sized sugar daddy. That's really the last time I saw one. So that was like two thousand twelve. Huh. So you All know right. so yeah. So. I mean, the Jolly Ranchers uh, went through. So our Elite Eight, uh, Snickers versus Twix, and that's going to be a battle. And that, that's Reese's a one seeds almost. Yeah, yeah. Well, Reese's versus Reese's Pieces. This is the one uh, region where neither the one seed or the two seed made it through. So this is kind of the upset region here. Reese's versus Reese's Pieces. Then we have in the soft chew bracket. Twizzlers versus Swedish Fish. Wow, that's going to be that's a good one. Allegiances are uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that might need some some uh, some more testing. I might have to go do some yeah. research. Yep, yeah, that, that I honestly, those are two of my favorite soft favorite candies in the world, and I, I feel like it would be unfair of me to make a decision without tasting them both back to like you know side by side. Yeah, and then we get Skittles versus Jolly Ranchers in the taste test that nobody wants to do, but we're here. <laughs> for you and we're going to make sure we get that done for you so that you don't have to do it no i'm just joking obviously we want you to do it too skittles are okay jolly ranchers they just you know sometimes you get the good draw and you just you get lifesavers and sugar daddy in the first two rounds you find that you wind up in the elite eight and that's how it goes yeah i mean we have some great matchups to look forward to so we're going to need more votes they're going to tiebreaker votes going to matter more than ever uh after after this week so keep those votes coming we appreciate it and it's 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 fun it's just a fun time it's a fun thing to do so we'll continue on the sweet 16 is done the elite eight we're gonna ate we're gonna maybe name that yep yep definitely. and uh yeah we'll get to that next week so that should be a lot of fun go back and listen to the the beginning the first round last from last week if you'd like uh iheart radio amazon google podcast you odyssey you know where to get all of your podcasts by now so follow us along facebook youtube instagram at the benchmarks podcast and uh follow rate review like you know whatever whatever you can do we appreciate all the feedback and all the support so and the votes so keep them coming and so that that's uh yeah this has been season two episode what 46 yeah. in the books our 96 show and we're gonna put it to rest so that's gonna do it for jose ortiz i'm lou Ruggieri, and we'll see you next time Bye bye